Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest. Alpha Alpha. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Paulette Stout and we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, again, thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. <laughs> Second mention. We're going to start off with some news uh, and then we have Dr. Adam Kayot who's going to talk about hurricane preparedness for you and your horse, a plan, what you should have in your medical kit. And then we have a special guest, Tracy Pinson. Yep who will be with us actually on the telephone because she is uh, out of town. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about obstacle challenge on horseback. Uh, And then Woodley Arales is going to join us from BizNet, and he is going to talk a little bit about uh, filming horses in action and what a great job he did at the parade for us. And then we're going to close it out with episode four of Pat and Linda Pirelli, At Home with the Pirellis, uh, two legends well-known across the entire globe going to talk about how they started their program and uh, launched it together and that's turned out to be one of the most successful uh, equine and equestrian horsemanship programs in the world all about relationships between you and your horse and how to improve that starting out with the news unfortunately it's been another disastrous week (laughs) seems like one thing after another 2020 we're ready for you to be over and we're ready to start 2021 Ten horses traveling from Florida to New York in a Sally horse van. Very sadly, um, actually cried my eyes out over this, died in a trailer fire uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike. Did they ever find out why? I have not heard what it was. Uh, Somebody mentioned brakes maybe set on fire, but I don't know if that's a concluded fact or not. If you know anything about that, please comment below. Um, I am not aware of the outcome of that, um, except that all... All horses perished. It would be nice to know because of being able to maybe prevent it again. Exactly. I agree. Well, I think, and and now, I mean, I could be totally wrong here, but I feel like, you know, a couple of grooms on board in the back would be good. But then again, maybe that would mean also loss of life, Mm -hmm. human loss of life. Mm -hmm. But certainly something I think would be a great idea would be an automatic sprinkler system in the back. That Mm -hmm. if there was a fire in the back, especially Mm -hmm. that number of horses and people injured well, so you they know, can't get them out. I mean, have you seen how you load horses on those trailers? It would be almost impossible to get them out quickly. Absolutely. That's why I think an automatic sprinkler system. Mm-hmm. If I was a horse owner shipping with a company with any of them, I would pay more, much more, to know there was a sprinkler system on board that would douse my horse if there was a fire. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care how much extra mm-hmm. it cost. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, that would be a great addition to mm-hmm. those trailers, mm-hmm. especially when they're doing those kind of distances, mm-hmm. you know, with that many horses. And as you said, the yeah. inability to, to get them out. Very sad. Um, they were Christopher Clemente's um, New York stable horses going up um, to New York. And uh, absolutely heartbreaking. I cried my eyes out. Um, when I read it, and um, it really, uh, really broke my heart. So prayers to everybody uh, connected there. Uh, up and coming, we have the spectatorless Belmont Stakes, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a different way to do it. 
Um, we've had a number of, um, or at least several of the top horses out of the uh, out of the running with uh, different uh, issues and concerns and injuries and things, um, sadly. But tis the law uh, is uh, definitely probably going to go in as the favourite and uh, actually had a wonderful breeze and will breeze again um, next week. So we'll be keeping our eye on that horse, which I think has been a favourite of Steve Haskin, our um, mm -hmm. our expert Hall of Fame commentator that comes on the show fairly regularly. I think he's liked Tis the Law um, all along. So um, we'll be watching that horse certainly as we head towards September and and the very uh, the strange order of. I was asking somebody today about the handle on being able to bet on horses, and they say they're doing those online accounts, and the betting's up. Really? Yes, that's what he said. Maybe it's got a little interest, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe people who normally don't yeah. are, are going to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the the difference at OBS this week, um, at, at starting of the sale this week, has been, uh, of course, people opening doors for everybody, which is lovely. Added uh, additional hygiene measures. Some people wearing masks, some not. Um, wonderful outdoor place to be in the sun. Uh, so uh, the OBS sale's been uh, been going on and. Yesterday, the sale topper was 750000 and that was a, uh, a ghost zapper. Um, Tom Ventura, who is the OBS president, said, We had nothing to gauge it on, so I didn't have a good feel to where I could project any kind of confidence with what happened today, and I hope it continues in the next few days. We'll be happy if we land in this spot where our average is close to last year. And actually, the averages are lower, naturally, than last year but not as much as uh, as we thought it would be. So, so far, so good, and we're kind of monitoring that over the next couple of days. The sale will be over, uh, and we'll, um, you know, we'll be able to share with you on social media the, uh, the results of all of that. So please check our social media at The Horse Talk Show on Facebook, and also our website, thehorsetalkshownetwork.com. Uh, um, so it, it's, a, it's a, been a crazy week. Um, we're looking at, uh, at more crazy. Oh, I forgot to mention something very important. We had a Bob Baffert sighting at OBS. Uh, there he is, the distinctive white hair. You can't miss it. Uh, he, when he's here, we're always comforted that, uh, that the, uh, the sale's going to be good. And uh, apparently Asmussen also was seen. Um, I didn't see him personally, but several other top trainers were at the Ocala Breeder Sales this week. So we always like to see that. We like to know that, uh, that the top trainers are looking at our horses, and uh, certainly with 1,200 or so horses to look at, a lot of good choices. Were you all talking about gambling on horse races? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twinspires.com, gambling is up. There you go. I told Betting you. Betting on horses up, Twinspires.com. And they're making more money. You can sit at the house and bet on horse races now. You don't have to go to... Uh, Places to do it. Sounds mm -hmm. good. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'll be betting on the Belmont for sure. I don't know who I'll be betting on yet. But Mike Smith did have an incredible weekend last weekend. He cleaned house, winning all sorts of races. Um, so congratulations to Mike Smith. I'm always happy to see big money Mike in the wind mm -hmm. still at, mm -hmm. what is he, 54, 53? Mike, if I made you older than I am, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> older than you are. I think he's, anyway, he's in his early 50s and he's very, very fit and he works out every day and he cycles and, and, and is at the gym cycles all the time. Cycles as, as in bicycle. Yes, bicycle, <laughs> yeah, cycles, yeah. He bicycles, um, but he's very fit, so. They are doing some studies. This is the last thing in the new segment. You're so silly. I, I can't help it. Do I'm thinking about horse breeding. So. I know. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he cycles on a bicycle. 
Um, they're doing some PTSD studies uh, on some of our veterans with horses. Um, and actually, we could save them the trouble because we have programs that we know about uh, here in the Ocala area that are actually very, very successful. But in New Jersey, they are actually doing a study with a number of PTSD patients with horses to show, hopefully with their results, that psychologically they'll do much better. I can already tell them. <laughs> it will. And, yeah. It will. Yeah. It'll work. It really will. Coming back after the break, we have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith talking about getting ready for the next wave of Jumanji. <laughs> Hurricane season. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> this show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Mike Smith. 
back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our Facebook broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, Paulette Stout, who has lost it during the commercial break completely. <laughs> and joining us by phone, Dr. Adam Kayok from Peterson and Smith. And we are on to, what did we say, Jumanji Level 3? Jumanji Level 3. <laughs> um, we saw Jim Cantore's picture pop up on social media. And everybody panicked and we said, okay, so we've had like, you know, pandemic and um, protesting and rioting and we've seen all these awful things going on in the last uh, few months. And then we see Jim Cantori and we go, oh no, that means it's hurricane season. So yeah. Dr. Kayot, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can be properly prepared, uh, you and your horse. Um, for anything necessary that might happen during a, a hurricane. We certainly hope we don't have a bad season this year, but you never know. So you got to be ready. Right. Um, one of right. the first things I want to say before Dr. Kayot starts is don't wait to train your young or nervous or green horse uh, to get in a horse trailer like <laughs> the day that you have to evacuate. Yeah. That was just point number one. Dr. Kayot, <laughs> yeah. can you add to that? That's a, that's a good point. Yes. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so so hurricane season, wow, fun time, right? So um, <clears throat> really, as far as hurricanes go, um, you basically just want your your typical first aid, you know, stuff that you would have uh, at at any time, really. I don't think you need necessarily need to get anything. Um, special for it um, you know obviously have some bandage material on hand um, have uh, some some anti-inflammatory stuff um, you know like banamine butte that sort of thing um, and um, you know just kind of you just kind of kind of keep the keep the first aid um, uh, supplies you know, ready, right. ready to typically, go. Typically, <laughs> yeah. Typically, for um, typically during hurricanes for evacuations, the the um, Florida Department of Agriculture uh, releases you know the requirement to have a Coggins, but it's always good to have one anyway. Um, and uh, they they release the they release the you know the need to have a Coggins and health certificate because people are trying to. Re to evacuate so quickly right um, and don't so, wait to the last minute on on things like your vaccines and call your vet the that, day before your that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> absolutely because you know um you know it's just like it's just like preparing you know for your household you know they, right. they tell you don't wait till the last minute to to start you know stacking up on water and 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 um so start stacking up on supplies early mm -hmm. right and 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 uh, don't wait to the last minute um, right. typical things that you see are are obviously laceration uh, injuries and um, kind of like waterborne injuries like um, we see cellulitis a lot after a hurricane because of all the blowing and the and the and the dirt and the water that's being whipped around and with with the horses in or out the out of the field and um, um, you know those are typical things that we see. Um, is there so, a, is there a preference? Um, do veterinarians have a preference between 
being in the stall and being out. I, I usually prefer out myself, but you know, then you do run the risk, of course, of a tree down on the fence and things flying around. Um, you exactly. definitely need to put all your projectiles away. Exactly. Um, but you can't avoid the branches and sometimes the trees down exactly. on the fences. So exactly. it's kind of a 50-50 stall or field. What do you think? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it's a toss-up. You know, and a lot of that depends on what kind of shelter you have. If it's, you know, if it's a nice, sturdy, nice barn that, you know, is going to withstand those winds, then that's good. If you got something that needs needs a little bit of repair work, then maybe they're better off outside, and especially if they have a big tree hanging over the barn or something like that, you know. that right. um, That's always something to consider. Um that's true. I have people ask me that all the time. I know, right? And, and there's no right answer, you know? I mean, there really is not a right answer. I think if you have um, a concrete block, solid barn that's got, yeah. you know, that you can close sliding doors on it so mm -hmm. you don't have, like, a, you know, things flying yeah. through the middle that horses yeah. can't get away from because that's really the right. big thing is in the barn they can't get away from stuff. So if you don't right. have trees over your barn... And if yeah. you've got a one that you can close up pretty good, doors and windows and everything, and it's concrete block and it doesn't need any repair, that is probably going to be the most comfortable thing for the horses. But if you've got like yeah. a rickety, you know, it doesn't have hurricane straps on it, or maybe it's got some pieces that need repairing and you haven't <laughs> done it, then they're probably better off out in, the, well, in nature, right? Be that's being yeah. that I yeah. went through Hurricane Charlie where I lived, we had 40 two or 43 horses on that property and I was in Punta Gorda and when Hurricane Charlie turned and went down Peace River, we were the first farm, major horse farm hit, really? direct hit, mm. yeah, direct mm -hmm. hit. And, and what I can tell you is I lost three horses during that and they were all um, inside and two of them broke out because it scared them so bad. They broke out and yeah. they jumped over a five foot gate oh and ran through the metal. Oh, no. And yeah. so it was my chariot racing team, and I lost my chariot racing team because it sliced their tendons. Oh, so yeah. the problem with that was when when the hurricane was done and I found the horses in pools of blood, oh. they were also in shock. Oh, so no. they needed to be tranquilized. And then what happens is, no, we cannot evacuate 43 horses. So that's right. not going to be, that's going to happen, that's not right. going to happen. And, and you might evacuate right into where the hurricane goes. So that's another thing you don't understand is right. if we would have evacuated where people went, the hurricane went, went right over them also. Right, then you've also got the risk of being stuck on a highway with horses in yeah. a trailer. Yeah. You can't, you so can't that can do also it. So be, sometimes you're right. going to be stuck there. But the thing about it is, is what you don't understand is there's nothing that you can really predict other than there's going to be damage. Right. And so when that happened, I needed tranquilizer. I had pretty much everything on the farm, but I had to tranquilize. I had to bandage. I had to, and, and remember, during a hurricane now, we have no cell phone service. So I can't even get this horse onto a trailer to get him to a, to a site, to a... Um, what a scary experience. Yeah, a, a, a clinic. But, you know, you keep trying, and then eventually sometimes you can get through, and all I just said, I just said, van, come. And my vet from down south sent a trailer. We loaded that horse up, and he left, and I had no contact with the veterinarian once he left. Oh, how scary. Yeah. So, so Dr. Kayok, do you do quite a lot of microchipping? Do you microchip um, quite a few horses? Because that's something well, that kind yeah, of crossed my mind. 
Yeah, it's becoming, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly becoming more popular. Uh-huh. Um, all the thoroughbreds now uh, to be registered with the jockey club have yeah. to be microchipped um, to get, uh, you know, an FEI passport. Those horses need to be microchipped. Um, so, yeah, it's becoming a lot more popular. And um, honestly, it's it's a pretty, pretty nice way to go because then there's um, there's really no doubt on this right. horse and right. who this horse is and but if you want if you want microchipped you definitely want to id your horse somehow yeah, right absolutely yeah. id them somehow you know people will you know use like body paint and paint their phone number on the horse sometimes you know a lot of people that's if they them, get out put them yeah. on like a halter and stuff but the problem is you know if the horse gets loose they, the halter generally comes off somewhere along the line most right. of the time so right. so that can be a little bit difficult but um and you, you don't know. want to leave a nylon halter on your horse period turned out because if your horse does get stuck on something That's then right. it it's going to hurt right. itself trying to yep. you know get yep. loose so exactly. if you are going to leave a halter on make sure it's like a leather well, or a breakaway or the, the other thing too that you really got to realize too is once that electric goes down and if you're on city water or anything like that or, or pumps you're not going to have water so yeah. that's always yeah. a really up really up of water it's really a problem yeah. yeah 12 to 20 gallons a day right isn't that what That's they right. recommend yeah. yes yeah. we are yeah. at the one minute already dr chaos but i think we covered um most everything a very good medical kit on hand do not evacuate at the last minute make sure your horse knows how to get in a trailer if you are planning to evacuate get out quick if you're going Remember that the Florida Horse Park and OBS usually, depending on when this happens, uh, do have stalls available if you don't have a stall and you do want your horse in a stall. So that's the good news. And we got to wrap it up. Dr. Kale, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to have our guest on the phone because she is not in Ocala. We're going to be talking to Tracy Pinson in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Paulette Stout, who giggles in every break <laughs> about something. It's great fun. <laughs> Joining us by phone, uh, we have Tracy Pinson, and we are going to be talking to Tracy a little bit about a number of different things that she does in the horse world. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to have you with us. Tell us a little bit of your background. Well, I've uh, been in Tennessee Walkers all my life. Favorite breed uh, in the whole up. world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prejudiced, but yes. I am too. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've always been on a mission to show something a little bit different about what walking horses can do. And um, I've traditionally shown and, and done everything with uh, the versatility program where we ran barrels, poles, jumped, uh, drove, did western raining, western riding, uh, raining, all that good stuff. And then um, in 2009, I started doing a sport called extreme cowboy racing. And um, since then, we've kind of exploded and started uh, the Southern Obstacle Challenge Association, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, where we host obstacle challenges and extreme cowboy races all over the southeast. Fine. Well, let's talk just for a minute. Some of our listeners aren't familiar um, with the Tennessee walking horse breed. I am. Mine is actually 35 years old and has been with me for 28 or 29 years. Um, so, yeah, he's 35. He's the love of my life. Um, so I understand the love of the breed for sure. Um, but a lot of people think of them as either a trail horse because they're very comfortable. They were used originally, I know, to go from plantation to plantation over long distances because they were so very comfortable. The running walk is so smooth. I think the doctors even used them to pull doctor carts. Did they? Yes. I don't blame them. Uh, less bouncing <laughs> your supplies around. Mm -hmm. um, but th they are wonderful. And, and actually, everyone I've ever met, um, you know, and I know you can't generalize this about a breed, but the ones I've met generally want to get in your pocket. They're usually very friendly and uh, had nice personalities. Um, they, they, they do a lot of gated pleasure shows uh, on them, which uh, have got a, somewhat of a bad rap in some respects, sadly. Um, but everything they do, they do smoothly, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, but tell us a little more about the breed and your experience with them. Well, everything that you've just said is, is pretty spot on with them. And uh, they're... they're a very easy to train breed and I think that's why we we do a lot of different things with them um, we use our breeding stallions to give riding lessons because they're just uh, wow. gentle giants and uh, I know Paulette she works with her gypsy banners and and they've got a lot of similarities as far as their personalities yes. and everything but um, it's it's just a breed that you, a lot of people associate it with the show ring but mm -hmm. there are a lot of uh, horses on the trails uh the endurance ride um they're just they're just a fantastic breed and um there's nothing that you can't teach them to do um except trot we don't like to teach them to do that <laughs> no. uh now you have got uh, quite a list i see of accomplishments yourself can you tell us a little bit about that you have to talk about uh, yourself now. <laughs> I'd rather talk about the horse. Though. I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I've, I've, I grew up showing walking horses, and um, I did everything from English to Western. Um, and 
uh, I've done the Supreme Versatility program with the walking horses is where you have to excel in uh, 10 different divisions, including halter and uh, Westerner English pleasure, and then all of those uh, other versatility events such as um, reining and dressage and jumping and things like that. So I've I've had several uh, Supreme Versatility Champions over the years, and we try to get that program with all of our horses because we raise all of ours here at the farm. So um, it's it's nice to have on their resume when they've completed their Supreme Versatility Championships. And you're um, also and a judge, right? Yes, I am. Yes. I judge um, extreme mm -hmm. cowboy races. I'm licensed to do that, and I've judged some some local shows and obstacle challenges and things like that. But, and uh, I've judged the and the X um, EXCA Hall of Fame. Yes. And I the Ambassador Award. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you talk. <laughs> I, I, I'm better about talking about the horses and the club and all that kind of stuff. But well, at least my, she's my humble. Is just there. <laughs> she, is. <laughs> she is indeed. Uh, yeah. um, well, that that she has an incredible resume, and um, you can check her out at DarbyOaksStables.com, and uh, and you can see she she has an incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible resume, including being a judge and also um, being in the Hall of Fame, the EXCA Hall of Fame in 2013 and also the Ambassador Award in 2009 and 2014. Um, and she's actually the only person to receive this honor twice, um, which is really, really cool. She's a level four um, EXCA judge. Um, and has competed at uh, the World Finals in uh, since 2009. So she has an incredible resume. Um, and she competed on her Tennessee Walker. At, right, that, um, Tracy, yes. that it was the Tennessee Walker that you competed on in the extreme, correct? Yes, yes, that's all I compete on. I, yes, I, in fact, I'm on my third generation of, of horses that I'm competing on that we've bred here at the farm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. And, and the farm is where? In Bushnell, Florida. You're in Bushnell. So you're like an hour, an hour, an hour yeah. or so from here, an mm -hmm. hour, an hour and a mm -hmm. half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to come down and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you do. don't sell Tennessee walkers, do you? Uh, we do occasionally. We're not, a, I'm not, we're coming not horse traders. <laughs> 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 I'm not coming. It would be very mm -hmm. dangerous. I'd fall in love with one and say, oh, my gosh, here's my next yeah. sunny. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. Um, so talk to us a little bit about SOCA, that's S-O-C-A, um, that is Southern, Southern Obstacle, Obstacle Challenge Southern Obstacle Association. Challenge Association. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, our website is, is www.southernobstaclechallenges.com, um, and all of our event flyers and what our club is about is are, are all on that website. And um, we had obviously a lot of changes this year with all the, the COVID-19 things, so we had to make some date changes. But we typically have um, three obstacle challenges every year, and we have um, six to eight uh, extreme cowboy races. Our obstacle challenges are all usually here in Florida, and then our extreme cowboy races go from Tennessee to Alabama to South Carolina, Florida, um, and all the way over to Mississippi. And uh, then we also have obstacle schooling days, which are a great way to get people involved in obstacles um, on without the stress of competition and everything. And then we also do clinics at a lot of our extreme cowboy races where we get 
some of the top uh, judges and trainers in the business, and they uh, show us how to improve our scores. Yeah. Incredible. Now, Tracy, you're the one that started the SOCA, right? Is that correct? Well, actually, it was it was three uh, ladies. It was myself and Diane McMurtry and Lisa Steinbach. Mm -hmm. uh, we got together, and um, the, the lady that was running all of the races, the extreme cowboy races in the southeast, was getting out of the business. And we said, you know what? We can't let this sport die. So we said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick this up and we're gonna host some races. And then um, we we saw that there was a need to have more of the obstacle challenges mm -hmm. in in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so we said, well, we'll just combine it. We'll call it the Southern Obstacle Challenge Association, and we'll do everything that involves obstacles. Hold that thought right there, Tracy. We've got to go to commercial break, but we're going to come okay. back in just a minute and have another segment with you. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored in part by Equus Inn. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We have a guest with us on the phone, Tracy Pinson. We've been talking about Tennessee Walkers, learned a little bit about the breed, absolutely my favorite of all. Uh, in the studio with me, my co-host, Paulette Stout, and we've been talking about the Southern Obstacle Challenge Association. Tracy, tell us about some of the obstacles that you have to ride your horse through. Well, uh, with the obstacle challenges, we have everything from scary to technical. Um, there's a lot of uh, backing. We have different shapes and sizes of things to back through. Uh, we usually have some sort of uh, what we call a cowboy curtain that has scary things hanging down. So your horse has to have a lot, have a lot of trust in you to, to go through what to them probably looks like a solid wall. Um, we have uh, lots of different ways to present water to a horse. We have ditches, we have water boxes, 
Uh, in some cases, we have live actual streams and stuff that we go through. Um, and then in the extreme cowboy racing, we have things uh, where we have to rope, we might have to shoot, uh, we have live cows, uh, there's jumping and just about everything that you can think of. And, and we have to be more and more creative to come up with things that challenge people. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> It's yeah. incredible. It's kind of neat because some of her obstacles were done at the <clears throat> Florida Horse Park, so they're spread out, and there might be a group of two different obstacles where the judges would be there to score, and you carry your scorecard with you. So as you come up to the judge, everybody that's in that little group hands their scorecard to the judge. You do your obstacles, and then you get your scorecard back, and you go to the next next group so it's really kind of relaxing on those challenges because you might do two different obstacles in an in a station before you go on to the other one and you have time to talk to somebody watch other people do it you know and get your strategy it's it's really fun plus it's really good to cross train it's great for the horses minds and it does challenge you on how to do things because she does you know when they're trying to be creative they combine different obstacles. It's not just a bridge and going over the bridge, but it could be going over a bridge, making a direct uh, right turn onto a mattress, and then go through a water box, all in one, one step. It could be a zigzag, it could be a circle, it could be any design that you could figure out that would challenge the people on the horse to do. And it's how you do it as to how you get your points. And she does and, and do a membership, and then she gives buckles after the series. Is that correct, uh, Tracy? Yep, that's correct. We, have, we, we take the totals of the three uh, obstacle challenges that we have each year, and the winner of, of each division, we have five different divisions, and uh, we give a, a high-point buckle to each of those winners, uh, as we do with the Extreme Cowboy Racing. We have eight divisions with that. Um, so we have all different levels of riders and ages of riders, and yep. we have everything from mules and donkeys to miniature horses to uh, mm -hmm. we've had Clydesdales, of course, the Gypsy Banners in, involved in it. So we That's welcome cool. all breeds and sexes and sizes. Wow, that's and, awesome. And, that those, and those obstacle challenges, she'll get 60 to 70 riders. And, th and it's a lot for them to handle when you're doing 70 riders through an obstacle challenge. Yeah, no kidding. So it's, it's very well attended, and the people love it. I mean, they love it, and she does an excellent job. So, so that kind of learning really helps. I don't care what kind of horse you have, but it certainly is a great way to cross-train. That's really, yeah, we, that really, really cool. I mean, so you can have beginners, and then your, so your clinics, people can actually bring the horses to try the obstacles. Is that the way that yeah. works? That's how they get practice, right? Or do, do a lot of these riders have their own obstacle practice courses at home? Well, you know, it's, it's, I tell people all the time when they talk about building obstacles, it's, they get expensive, you mm -hmm. know. Right. Lumber and, and everything can be expensive. And yes, once your horse do. learns something, they typically know it. And so that right. obstacle becomes obsolete. So people tend to go to other places to teach their horses. Uh, different obstacles and and like Paulette was saying we combine some different things so when people come here to the we usually have the schooling days uh, at our place in Bushnell and when they come we usually change things around and um, it's a great place to uh, people are there and they help each other and it's those usually have about 50 people that come in mm -hmm. in a four-hour period and they can stay as long as they want and work on as many things as they want. 
It's really, it's extremely relaxing. It's probably one of the most relaxing things I've ever done in training horses. Really? No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. You enjoyed it, that's why. I enjoy it's fun, it because, isn't it? <laughs> because you can sit there and watch other people and let your horse just sit, just stand still. And then you can go into an, an obstacle or two and repeat and, and change the how you approach it the whole nine yards. It's really nice. Really I would great, encourage right? anybody that has any type of horse to do it. Yeah, we have we have all sorts of disciplines. We have people that ride dressage. We have rainers. We have show horses. We have people that just trail ride. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody comes to those, and it's it's a wonderful place to to get your horse's mind off of going around in circles or being stressed out. And mm -hmm. our, our our slogan with with Soka is where you and your horse can have fun. Yeah, and that's exactly. What we try to keep it. Tracy, those extreme, what is the difference between the obstacle challenges and the extreme race? Um, <laughs> well, I've had people say that the extreme cowboy races are a trail class on crack. <laughs> I don't think so. We, 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 um, the, the obstacle challenges are mostly done at a walk. Occasionally we'll put a, a jog or gate in, into the obstacles. But the cowboy racing, we, we usually have eight to 13 obstacles, depending on the division that you're in. And you do the various obstacles, and you'll get a score at each obstacle. You get an overall horsemanship score, which is very important because it's also factored into the, to the obstacles. And then you get a time bonus uh, based on how fast you go through it. So, That's so, fun. so when you start at that starting line, you're yeah, you're go, you're trying to go pretty much as fast as you can, but not not jeopardizing your horsemanship and how you do it. Is, would that be correct? Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got to look uh, good doing it. <laughs> Craig likes to. Craig Cameron is the founder of the, the Extreme Cowboy Association, and he likes to say that it's uh, surgical precision at kamikaze speed. There I like go. it. Surgical now, an precision. individual membership annually with soap is not expensive, is it? Nope, it's ten dollars. Uh, we just we just use that to cover some of the the administrative fees and pay uh, for our buckles and stuff that we give away. We're not trying to get rich off of it. Uh, Soka is a nonprofit organization, so we try to pay back at all of our events. We uh, pay back half of the entry fees. Uh, and then we try to give away nice prizes. We give ribbons to 10th place in all of our divisions. Yeah. And uh, we try to give away things that people can use. Occasionally we'll do a, a typical trophy, but we do uh, embroidered bridal bags and mm -hmm. uh, hay bags mm -hmm. and things like that that people can use and display proudly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, where do you go to get that stuff? That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. That's wonderful. Tracy, um, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're at the end of the segment. Can you give us the website for SoCo one more time? We have your Derby Oaks up there, which I know people can find you, but um, but if you can give us the SoCo uh, website one more time. Yep, it is www.southernobstaclechallenges.com. Dot com. I know that's a mouthful, um, but there, there's the, we have that website, and then we also have our, our Facebook page on uh, Facebook, and our, all of our contact information is there, so you can ask for a newsletter or whatever. And is that Soka? Is that Soka on Facebook, or is it uh, Southern? Southern, Southern Obstacle Challenge Association? Okay, wonderful, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us. We got to wrap it up. And uh, we'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Thank you for having me.
She sounds great. She is wonderful. She right. does a we really got Woodley, good right? Yeah. Hey, Woodley, look at you all dressed up, man. You make us look good. Hello, under my name is Alberto Rujan with Equine Performance Center and Performance Equine Veterinary Services in Ocala, Florida. I am a senior veterinarian, and I am going to show you what an amazing success we had in 2019. Then I am going to show you what are we doing to have even better success in 2020. First, I'm going to start with a little guy that captured our heart. His name, Parley. Parley is a little pony, and he came with us with fractures on both shoulders. Parley couldn't walk. Most of the time, he spent his time limping or laying down. Then all veterinarians joined in a massive teamwork approach to get Parley to the other side of the pool. Then Parley kept recovering slowly but surely. Parley received top of the line therapies like PRP, stem cells, aquapacer work, ozone, oxygen therapy, you name it, Parley received it. But most of it, a lot of care and a lot of love. And now we can safely say that Parley is a happy guy. We have an amazing Pasofino mayor. Her name, Illusion. Illusion came to us without being able to walk. She had a horrible disease Laminitis. We all fear laminitis, but with a lot of TLC, a lot of perseverance, a lot of care, she got hyperbaric oxygen chamber, she got magna wave, she got vibration plate, she got cold salt water spa, she got therapeutic February. If we had it, we gave it to her, and she gave it back to us with a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation. And here, you can see how every day she was improving little by little, little by little. No question about it. We had our setbacks, but she did not give up. She just did not want to give up. And you can see how she's trotting. It took a village to get Illusion to be one of our most amazing discharge of 2019. This amazing young mare is a thoroughbred mare who by mistake ran into a wood pole. You can see the massive wound that she received and how hurt she was. Most people didn't believe she would survive. Most veterinarians wouldn't believe she would survive. The wound went through many important structures, including veins, arteries, and nerves. But sure enough, she did not want to give up. Neither did we want to give up. She received a lot of care, hyperbaric chamber, a lot of rehab. And you can see how she started walking, and the story repeated itself. Every day, a little bit more. Every day, a little bit more. And our team, relentless, with every therapy that we had and a lot of love, we were able to get her to walk, get her to go home again, and finally, get her to be sound and gallop on her pastures and be a happy horse. Lastly, I am going to present you probably one of our biggest success ever. I present you Izzy. Izzy is a young filly young thoroughbred filly who was neglected because she had foot infection on both front feet, because she had bone infection on both front feet, and Izzy was forgotten. Many veterinarians gave up on her, owners gave up on her. She was rescued, brought to us, and here is what we got.
easy, slowly, every day, she, kept, she was telling us she did not want to give up. She wanted a little bit more, a little bit more. And very quickly, after many treatments, including hyperbaric chamber, salt water spa, therapeutic barrier, and a huge teamwork, she kept walking a little bit more, a little bit more every time, until she finally was our most successful discharge of 2019, where she is now living happily with her friends at home. Because we believe, we believe in miracles. We believe that if we work hard enough, and if you have the right team, we can definitely do the impossible. But most importantly is that we're not stopping here. Now I am going to show you what we have for you for 2020. We are opening a state-of-the-art surgical room where we're going to be able to take our level of care to the next level. Now, the sky is the limit. You guys, enjoy. Thank you very much for an amazing 2019. And let's wait for what the 2020 is getting us. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Paulette Stout, and we have a special guest joining us. Uh, captain of the uh, of the video of the uh, horse parade this year did a fine job. I've got Woodley Arales here from Biznet. Thank you for having me on today. You came in and like outdressed us all, Woodley. Yeah, I had to, you know, come spiffy. You're always very professional. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be on with you two lovely ladies and you know talk about a little bit of the work we've done together. Yes, and and you know I, I don't know how old you are. I'm guessing like maybe late twenties. 26. There you go. See, I was Aww, very close. So your work ethic is remarkable. And not to be insulting to 20-year-olds if you're out there, um, but people in their 20s to 30s work ethics, not always <laughs> what it used to be in the good old days. Um, but your work ethic is really dedicated, really impressive. Yeah, thank you so much. I have, you know, big um, visions for my team and, you know, impact we would like to make in the different people's lives we encounter. What got you started in video production and, and online production and, and all this? So, um, Biznet being a full-service internet marketing agency and 80% of all content consumed by um, individuals online being video, we had to get involved and had mm -hmm. to you know, provide that beautiful content to the individuals out there. Um, a, they say a picture says a thousand words, but a video is like... Thousands and of millions, pictures, yes, millions of, of pictures all in one, and you can convey a message more vividly and you know evoke emotion in in order for individuals to take action and really um, feel what you, the message you're trying to get out there. Absolutely, you're right. Now, um, you actually came to me when we were doing the um, mm -hmm. the horse capital parade, and can I see you? Can I see you? Very, right. you know. <laughs> Can I see you? Can I see you? And you came to see me and, you know, I, I told you what the situation was with mm -hmm. the parade and everything. And you were like, no, I want to do it. You know, I want to do it. What is it about the horse world that got you interested? Do you, have you been around horses? Have you? Yes. So I've worked with, you know, veterinarians to, you know, rehab facilities and working with you at the horse capital of the world parade. 
Um, the the whole horse industry is fascinating. The way um, some events come together and so many people are geared around these amazing these amazing creatures, you know, and it's. It's amazing how much of an impact the horse industry has in Ocala and across the world. Mm -hmm. People fly in, you know, to this town. From everywhere. From yeah. everywhere. To, all because of horses. And, mm -hmm. you know, our team being individuals that are very creative and love um, working with individuals and bringing their, their visions to life, we mm -hmm. had to uh, jump on it and work with you for the horse capital of the world. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was well, great. Vi videos would be very artsy. So, so your vision in a video, you have to create something. It's like painting something. Right. Would right. You well, I wondered how he did it because he had people everywhere, mm -hmm. like everywhere. They were everywhere, <laughs> and they were all like, you know, running around with their, you know, and, and videoing. And every time I turned around, I saw another one of them, and they never missed anything. And they they caught things that a lot of non-horse people might mm -hmm. maybe wouldn't mm -hmm. which I was really impressed with I don't know if you had horse people on your team but you know <laughs> I noticed that you caught things like you know certain horse taking a breath and then certain gated horses you know yeah. and, and they caught all those like moments. what it was all about yeah the essence of it you're, yes. so you were catching the essence and put of it the all horses. together into mm -hmm. like a really nice yeah visual package so that people could see exactly what was happening if they weren't able to see it here and it was it was great I mean I, I was really impressed right we worked with um individuals like Dr. Verlan in the past with Epic and the attention to detail they have over there is something that really helped us capture what is necessary for the host capital of the world parade you know talking with you beforehand kind of getting your vision and you know, our team, they're hard workers, and they, they love to bring out the essence of what our clients want um, in a video. So mm -hmm. that's what we were, we, we stayed the entire time because we didn't want to miss anything. And mm -hmm. when we got down to editing, we were able to piece it out to convey the best possible message. Every time you said something, an image popped up. So it was like um, everything you said in your speech, we had um, the, vis the visual in the background. So it really was able to make the impact. I know, I was impressed. I didn't even know you were doing that. They, they jumped, yeah. they ran to me at the end. They're like, now we need to get an interview with you. And I didn't realize they were putting the interview how, into the video, which is many, amazing. How many hours for oh. a video <laughs> oh. to get to what? So, mm. man, my guys are were there the whole time. So there's, there had to be at least, you know, two and a half to three hours worth of film to scythe through. To, to get that all together, but it was all worth it. So, what, so, the, so then what did it end up to be? How many minutes or what? What, what was, was it about? Six? It, it only came out to be um, three, two and a half, three minutes. Oh, was that yes. so, so three hours of videoing <laughs> and to then get the editing. through yes. and then the editing to get, to get the product yes. for the essence and of it's, everything. It's amazing. I say something. Mm -hmm. We played it actually on the mm -hmm. show a couple, probably a couple months back. Mm -hmm. But I say something, and as I say it, he's got it. Yeah. He's got it. It's rolling. It's amazing. Like I said, it's it's an art. Yeah, it is. It's like painting. A, you, you're either an artist, you're a painter, you're a videographer. You mm. know how to to pick things out. So it's a it's a talent. They even caught kids doing black backflips oh, yes. in the in the square, which oh, was wow. so it was so cute. I mean, I'm like, 
kids have uh, things I didn't get to see because I was too busy. <laughs> I didn't get to see like things happening that they caught mm -hmm. and I was able to see it after yeah. the fact and it was so nice it was like well this was a really fun yeah. event I would like to have gone to it <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it captured for me I got to see the things I missed the popcorn lady and the um, the ice lady and yeah. the, you know all the fun stuff that I missed the face painting and the kids playing and oh, the, yeah. all you, that yeah Pappy, Pappy drawing yes Pappy Wow. For kids out cool. there, and so he cool. caught it all. They, his team caught it all and put it together so that if I wasn't at the event, which I really wasn't because I was yeah. organizing <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, I could say, oh, I'd like to go to that event next year because it brought all the Everything pieces together. together. Right. That's awesome. Top of your bucket list, young fellow. Oh. So I've, I've already <laughs> gone skydiving and I've done some pretty interesting things in my 26 <laughs> years, but... Um, Did you wear a camera for the skydiving? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> were you, were you tied to somebody? You know how they piggyback or whatever they do? Yeah, that was actually on BizNet TV episode uh, 9. So um, Art Schaefer out there at, on Palaka Skydive, woo, we jumped out of the plane <laughs> and, and we documented the whole thing. So that was fascinating. Oh, bucket list. What have I not done yet? I would love to go like paragliding or something. <laughs> you know, go on like a hot air balloon. You, know, you should do really something cool. like, you should ride like a donkey or something down the Grand Canyon. It would be an experience. Right, absolutely. I think, um, you know, going to... That's where you get the nopes from. <laughs> Don't start with the nopes again. <laughs> I would love to go to like Dubai. You know? I would too. There was, there's this um, crazy type of skydiving that my cousin is talking about doing. It's like when you jump out with no parachute and then there's like people that jump out with you. And they put and the they parachute on you. you while you're... <laughs> there's... <laughs> not there's me. All, there's I'll stick with all this. The <laughs> no. All the nopes. No, all the nopes. No, 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 no. Yeah, Dubai, epic. the Dubai World Cup in March. Every year I've said I'm going to go to the Dubai World Cup. So if I go and you bring the camera, yeah. we'll get the Dubai World Cup recorded. How about that? That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a minute left. Woodley, thank you so much for what you did for us um, yeah. with the parade. Uh, biznetct.com. You can also find them on Facebook, social media. Yeah. Um, B-I-Z-N-C-T, all social media platforms the same. You can find us at biznct.com. We're a full-service internet marketing agency based downtown Ocala. We help um, businesses increase their online presence and get more paying customers. And awesome. they do a fine job. Thank you. Thank you. Really impressive, uh, Woodley. What you did with the parade was fabulous. I would Are you doing highly it again recommend this you. coming year? Yeah, I would love to do it again. There we Sounds go. Sounds good. Got to wrap it up. Coming back in just a minute with episode four at Home with the Pirellis. Stay with us. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the nearest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. 
visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. <laughs> Presented by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. At home with the Pirellis, episode four. Here it is. Enjoy. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at the Pirellis Farm in Ocala. Been chatting to Linda and Pat, two legends, uh, globally uh, superstars, helped uh, 200,000 people plus, uh, including me, with their program, their ideas, uh, ways to start horses, ways to build trust with horses, uh, horsonality, and all of those very important parts that growing up, I didn't really know anything about. Fortunately, now we have access to some of the best teachers and programs in the world coming out of Pirelli Natural Horsemanship. I've been chatting to the Pirellis a little bit, talked to Linda about the romance and how it all started. I'm going to hand the mic over to Pat and let him tell us about how he fell in love with Linda. Well, <laughs> this, is, this, this is my story and I'm sticking to it. So, so and it, it's interesting how anybody's perspective of whether this I've, i mean i've had people tell stories about me and i was the main character and i was like i don't remember it like that at all so uh so i will leave it with that caveat <laughs> but um we uh i was with a friend of mine named bob berg and a lot of people know him by bob berg's belt buckles and anyway and he was an old rodeo buddy of mine and uh, he's the one that was promoting me in Australia and, and he was telling me where we were going to go on this particular tour and I think this was the third tour and maybe we were the second tour but anyway we, wherever we were going and he said and then we're going to go to Terry Hills and I said oh okay he said that's really like the high end part just out of Sydney and I said oh okay cool so we go to Terry Hills and we drive through all this pretty nice neighborhood and then the neighborhood kind of didn't get so nice and then all of a sudden here we are at this kind of shabby looking place and I was like okay here we are and we drive in and there's you know a few what they call floats which is would be a horse trailer and horse floats and um, most of them were in a few trucks and stuff like that when I mean trucks they would haul the horses in a stock truck and then here was a Range Rover with a nice new trailer 
and a really nice shiny horse and Linda was dressed up very nicely and everybody else looked like, you know, they just got done doing the chores on the, on the little farm somewhere. And I drove in and I had um, uh, five of my uh, friends with me that we were all, they were, they were on tour with me. And we drove in and I looked over and saw who I found out to be later, Linda. And I said, see that boys? That's going to be trouble right there. Because I just could, I just went, you know, if they're, if they look, if they're shiny on the outside, they're probably dirty on the inside. That's something I've noticed because superficial, you know, a lot of people want to look good and want their horse to look good and everything, but the behavior of the horses is what's not, is not what's good. And so. Does that apply to horses too? The shiny on the outside? That's, yeah. So that's, that's what is, so everything was, you know. Yeah. So everything was, you know, just, you know, nice vehicle, nice trailer. I mean, you know, just not typical of my, the people that were the other 14 people in the clinic. So anyway, and it turns out this, this place was next to the dog pound and it was kind of a thing, but it was an old place that at one time, uh, Linda knew the history of the place at one time had been, you know, a, a place of, of, of note where some, I think Heath Harris had trained there. Trained far lap, yeah. So the so anyway, on and on in the movie, yeah. the, the the horse in the movie. So anyway, so out we go, and I went around the parking lot, and I said hi to everybody, and shook hands and stuff like that, and and then we got everybody in the line, and I started asking them about their horses, and and Linda's I, Linda comes in with her horse, and it was bouncing all everybody else's horse, kind of walking around like old plugs, and Linda's horse is bouncing around. I said, why don't you stand on the over the end, on the end over there, and yeah. <laughs> somewhere where there's an orangutan can not wipe anybody else out because I figured if I'm going to lose one person, it's better than losing 14 people. And um, anyway, so one thing led to another, and we were going through the the motions, and I gave everybody little, little tasks to do, and the first one was, can you throw the rope over the horse's back six times while he stands still? Not six times while he's running around, but six times while he's standing still. And then, of course, Linda told her part of the story already and said, you know, that she had got lost her patience already in just a few seconds, but it was longer than that. She was trying really hard, but the harder she tried, the, the more the horse moved. And I just w was helping people and walking by, and I said, don't worry. I said, I've never seen this take longer than two days, you know. <laughs> you know, she's like that. So anyways, I think she made a change right there, and she said, all right, this is going to happen. So she kind of hurry up and relaxed in a way or something. And then pretty soon she got the rope where she could throw it over his back and everything. But now by the time an hour goes by, everybody else had gone through like 10 other exercises. She's still on exercise one. So it's time to saddle up and ride, you know? So I said, okay, is anybody here unwilling, you know, is everybody here willing to get on their horse with just a halter and a lead rope, you know, saddled? And everybody, yeah, that sounds fine. That's okay. And I'm, I said, is everyone ready to get on their horse and ride with just a halter and a lead rope. And, you know, and I, I looked at Linda, I said, everyone. And yeah, that's, that's okay, here we go. So they had all practiced all these other things, bending their horses stuff. So Linda gets on her horse and his horse weighed 1400 pounds. It was a great big thoroughbred. Had been on the track and, you know, he was really thin skinned and the kind of horse that just really perceived a lot of things in a, um, you know, a skeptical light. And so anyway, Linda gets up there and we're trying to, I'm saying, now just everybody just 
bend your horse's uh, neck and bring his head around and do this and do that. And then I said, now throw the rope over their head. And when she did, she kind of half threw it and went thunk, and it kind of thunked her horse in the head and horse like that. And when she threw it on over, it went on over and went around her leg. And then the horse kind of took off. And I was on a horse that I charged a little extra if I rode your horse. Well, they sent me this horse that bucked like crazy. And Sarah, Linda takes off on her horse, and I'm on the mic. I've got a microphone around my neck. And I'm running around trying to tell her to bend him and bend him. Well, I didn't realize she had it there and rope under her leg. And the horse I'm on is bucking the whole time. And I'm bucking around this arena trying to trying to hem, you know, hem this horse up. And I'm, you know, and I'm still rodeoing at this time. So I mean, I'm still riding and bucking and going and trying to get this horse under control. And finally the horse runs down to the other end of the arena, comes up to the trailer or to the um, gate. And comes to stop, and she gets off, and you know everything like that. And I told a guy named Wayne who was with us. I said, Wayne, just go over there and just escort her out, and just give her money back, and let's just kind of <laughs> keep everything going here. And then she evidently told him, so she just says, "Just get my, just help me get my crash helmet, my crash hat." She said, I think. And so next thing I know, I'm I'm now I'm back on the 14. I'm doing the most for the mini. I said, Well, okay, that we lost that one, but so. Next thing you know, she's back in the arena and she's back on and she's bending that horse and she's doing the exercises. And by the time it was going, she's riding around. By the time the afternoon was over, she's riding around with this one rein and making progress and relaxed. And I was really proud that she stuck with it. Anybody would, you know, that had a kind of a traumatic exercise, especially trying something totally new, to, totally out of the box, you know. And she'd, Anyway, so one thing leading to another. After it was over, the um, uh, I went around and was talking to different people, and I stopped by her thing. She was kind of putting stuff up, and I asked her a few questions, what she does and that sort of thing, and, you know, what, how long she had horses. And cause she was a good rider, and it was really – and she was a good student. I mean, a great student. And she was really beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Still <laughs> she is. Still is. Still is. <laughs> and anyway, so um, – that night I did a seminar and there was a horse there named Snowball and Snowball could snow. It was the only horse that I'd had in a long time that could jerk me off of my feet. And finally I couldn't, with a 12 foot rope, I couldn't hold him in, anymore. And I finally, I went and got uh, a 22 foot rope or something and I could finally had enough leverage. I could ho hold on to him. And, and I, and it was about trailer loading. Well, they had, this horse had been a, a rental horse and they told me later that the horse would go out stop about a quarter of a mile away thing and just back up all the way back to the barn and you know no matter what they did he was just like i'm we're going to stay straight but we're going backwards anyway so this horse was just like like trying to bend a, a an oak tree and so anyway i did that demonstration and then we went over to the next day um and linda came down, and then the next day we went to sydney to the to um what's the name of the place where the randwick and we did something over there yeah, Centennial Park, something like that. Anyway, so Linda then, you know, she was just coming to the one-day thing, and then she was that, and then the next day, saying, and so by that time, that's when she asked me, she says, when are you coming back to Australia? I said, I, I'm not. The guy that's Bob Berg, who's running this, he's he can't do it anymore, and so, because he was planning on moving back over here to the United States or something, and she says, well, then I will. So anyway, so, but we, you know, it was instant. As soon as we, we saw each other, it was mutual attraction, and it was really great. Awesome. And I'm proud Great of her. I'm, but the best part is I am really love how she stayed with us, the philosophy, learning the concept, learning the theory, teaching the theory, 
And then, you know, the details of execution. In the end, you have to ride your own horse. You know, you have to make those decisions and you got to do your thinking at night and you got to, so you can execute in the moment, in the day. It's got to be deep in your heart and strong on your mind. It's brilliant. I love it. What a great romance. More with uh, the Pirellis. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Next week, episode five of the Pirellis, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not. Happy horsing around till the same time next week. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Faster Recovery is available at the World Class Equine Rehab. Promoting Faster Recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy and Underwater Treadmill, a Saltwater Spa, an Aquapacer, MagnaWave, a Vibration Plate, Swimming Pool, Massage and Laser Therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at EPC rehab.com this show is brought to you in part by DAC vitamins and minerals of Florida all horses need a solid immune system excellent joint support a healthy gut and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval so like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com DAC it makes a world of difference <laughs>